Welcome to another episode of Those Three Dudes. I'm Luke. I'm John. And we are coming to you on a super special day, mostly because yesterday I had no internet because of the snowstorm coming through. And same with the day before. It was, it's fun with this uh, weather coming through. How about you, John? How are you? I'm good. Is that Dr. Pepper or oh, Big K Cola? Okay. It looked like a Dr. Pepper product. At first, I'm like, that looks like Jolt, Jolt Cola. Really aging. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I've, had that, I've had that once. Never again. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, when I was growing up, Jolt was the bomb. <laughs> and then Surge came yeah. out and we all drank Surge. And yeah, yeah, it was great. I was trying to explain Surge to my wife because uh, she's not of the age where Surge was a thing for her and everything. She was too young. And I'm trying to explain what Surge was. I'm like, it's like a cross between Mountain Dew and like Orange Pop but more of the orange, but green. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. That sounds interesting. I will say this. It is better than Mountain Dew. Either way, it's probably, it probably was better for you than the current Mountain Dew or any other pop because back then it was all sugar and not high fructose corn syrup. So, but yeah, but I digress. Yeah, no, the <laughs> the weather, you know, I, w- I was thinking about it, and it's funny because where I live, I'm not in any kind of winter weather advisories or anything like that, but we got like three or four inches of snow uh, this morning. And, you know, 20 minutes south of me, they're under like wind chill warnings and winter weather advisories and everything. And they were the same wind chill as us. They got a little bit less snow than we did. And they're under all these advisories and, and I'm not, <laughs> I don't quite get that, but whatever. Maybe it's because of my location in the state. I'm considered, this is considered normal. So <laughs> possible. Impossible. Uh, you get any snow lately? Nope. About a week ago. Yeah. I saw, wasn't it? I think it was like two, two or three weeks ago. You sent a picture of, of the snow that you had got. Yeah. Like overnight. That's a bad Yeah. 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 You don't, you don't have the, the three foot, the three foot snow drifts in your yard. Like we, have right now <laughs> no. thankfully <laughs> oh come on it's fun watching my dog swim through it <laughs> when she has to go pee <laughs> so That's john oh yes. go ahead no, no go, go ahead. ahead oh i was just gonna say so john on our super special uh you know quick episode it we're doing this on a Sunday. I'm hoping to have this posted by the end of the night on the website. We are trying to downsize the amount of episode this is because of it being on a Sunday night and stuff. And 
some of us have to work in the morning. <clears throat> but um, why don't we just jump right into your topic? How? What do you got for us today? I have two. Okay. One is about the senile asshole in the White House. Biden I, was... I, I, hold on. I don't mean to, uh, like, jump in or anything, but did you see that right now Russia is using a picture of him for uh, dementia public service announcement, like posters and banners around the country right now. Love it. I got to, I got to find the picture that I saw that somebody pointed out. That's a poster about dementia and it has Biden's picture on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but anyways, I'll let you get yeah. back to it. Okay. I think I can show it what I'm talk, talking about. Yes. Okay. Biden was asked to um, comment on the elections in Taiwan. And he said the U.S. doesn't support Taiwan independence after vote. So... He's thrown Taiwan under the bus. So that's just disgusting. I'll leave that because otherwise I'll go on a massive rant in this one. (laughs) Yeah. How would you like to fly an aircraft with this, FAA diversity push includes focus on hiring people with severe intellectual and psych- psychiatric disability illness. So, John, you have to be inclusive. This is 2024, John, 2024. If, if they're if they're missing legs, arms, hands, feet, feet, half their head, uh, 90% of their brain, they better be in that cockpit piloting, piloting that plane. Otherwise, I don't want to fly. Yeah. Well, I won't be flying. I otherwise I don't want Biden flying on that plane. <laughs> yeah. So that is my political rant. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Uh, that that is understandable. That is understandable. I mean, <clears throat> I I try to avoid. You know, I'm sure everybody's seen the meme that goes around. My my wife sent it to me uh, earlier as well um she texted it to me uh and it is 
like in this case it is Courage the Cowardly Dog from like a Cartoon Network show back like in the early 2000s and it it's yeah him sitting behind a computer and it says me trying to figure out what's going on in the world via memes since I refuse to watch the news. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Same here. I mean all the stuff that's going on right now I don't even want to get into it and it's like Focus on focus on what you can control. What you can which at the what moment, you, huh? Which at the moment is nothing. Sure, you can. You can control what's going on in your house. No, the wife does that. Does that? Okay, you do got a point there, but you do have some influence on it. You have Sometime. some influence. Now, whether or not Sometime. she takes your influence to heart, it's up to her. <laughs> but there's still more. You still have more of a chance of influencing influencing what happens in your house than you do with anything that's happening in government, whether it be local, state, or federal. If tomorrow they decide they wake up. Or you wake up and they're like, oh, hey, uh, we've just completely scrapped the Constitution. I mean, there is only one thing that you can really, or two things that you can do at that point. You're holding one of them right now. And that is what every one of us that is a freedom-loving, liberty-loving individual can do. But... Are we going to like immediately all head to DC or are we going to say, you know what? Screw you. I don't, I don't accept your, your authoritarian tyranny anymore. Come and get me and just, you know, set all kinds of claymores. I mean, set all kinds of booby traps and stuff around your house and wait for the feds, the fed boys to try something, which they don't have the authority. They don't have enough manpower to do it so you know what i just don't even worry about it so sure okay i will jump into my topic and my topic you know originally with the weather that we have i was going to talk about um i was going to talk about uh cold where cold weather preparedness and stuff but you know i've talked about that quite a bit and then I was thinking about a post that I saw from um, one of the podcasters that I follow. And I'm sure you guys have are sick of me talking about him when I do, but uh, Jack Spearco. Um, but he posted something yesterday that, you know, I'm like, he, he's putting it all out there. And he said, okay, I, I will quote his his post right now hard to believe it is going to be about 14 degrees when we wake up tomorrow and that it that it will not go above freezing until wednesday by the way he lives in texas um you're frozen i see that okay there i'm there i spent most of today outside in a t-shirt crops are made six 20 gallon propane tanks full check 80 gallons of stabilized gasoline, check. All irrigation pipes blown 
empty, check. Well house winterized with two light bulbs inside, check. Systems check on my new Champion Jenny, check. <clears throat> Excuse me. Electrical cords organized and laid out if needed, check. Backup propane heaters inside house so they are easy to start, check. Generator and utility room so it will start easy, check. Water, bo water bottles all filled, check. Pond systems on bypass and full tilt water moving mode, check. And then he said, we are pretty much always prepped, but going over a checklist when something known is inbound is a good idea. And and I'll I'll save the he, he's got quite a, quite a big post there, but you got a survival or a preparedness expert like Jack Spearco with you know what thirty five hundred episodes of his survival podcast. He's been uh proposition multiple times by uh, different TV networks to have survival shows and preparedness shows. He's gone to massive, massive preparedness forums, expos. He's talked at, uh, and, uh, he's talked at conferences out of the country on preparedness and everything else. And he still goes through a checklist when he knows that there's something coming. Uh, whether it's just bad weather or, you know, just general pre preparedness. So that brings me to my topic, why you should prepare. And it's very simple. It, it's a very simple topic. A lot of people look at preppers, uh, survivalists, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists is what they like to call us and stuff as wackadoos all based on what they've seen on tv because tv likes to highlight the crazies and in, in any culture because it brings in ratings but there's plain and simple fact about preparedness when you're prepared you're prepared it's you have less stress um and everybody should be prepared to at least some point um my reasons here uh, number one, less stress working under pressure. You know how much pressure you are, you would be under if a blizzard blows in, knocks out your power. You don't have heating everything. You have no power. You have no lighting. It's the middle of the night. You have kids. They're freaked out because branches are falling on the roof. There's no power. There's no light. There's no heat. It's we'll say it's, uh, it's gotten down to 40 degrees in your house at this point. Uh, the fridge isn't running. There's nothing. And yes, you may have some stuff set aside. You may have a generator. Are, are you, is your generator ready right that minute? Or is this still in the box that it came in? You know, you can't just pull a generator straight out of the box, hook it up to an extension cord, and let it rip. No, you have things that you have to do to make sure that your generator runs, and you have to run it once in a while. Um, there's, there's lots of different things. Uh, do you have water set aside? Are you prepared for the fact that you don't have lights? Do you have flashlights 
around where you know where you can get to them immediately. I mean, there's lots of little, little aspects to it. And that's what I loved about Jack Spearco's list. He goes through his list of everything that he had to do, everything that he was getting ready for or doing in preparation, just in case it turned out like the winter, I think it was like two or three years ago that Texas got hit and like everybody was unprepared, like all the power grid failed and everything because of the ice storm, but he was getting prepared for. Um, And the biggest thing is he had a list. He made a checklist and he went through that list. So, okay, less stress under pressure because in an emergency situation, you're going to be under a lot of pressure and you always fall back to your lowest level of preparedness under pressure. So if you're always prepared, you're going to be ready for it. If you have, you can buy simple like, uh, night lights that in a power out, we have night lights all over our house that, um, some are motion sensitive. Some just stay on and they play like they do like the rainbow colored led cycle and stuff. When the power fails, they go to white and they all come on and they stay on until the power either comes on and comes back on, or they finally die. And we've left some of them unplugged just to see how long they've last, how long they last. We've had some that have last like over 24 hours just on the charge on them alone. Get those, put them around their house. It's like, put them around your house. It's like less than $20 for like a three pack of those things normally. So get some of those, have those around, get some very cheap flashlights. I got 12 for $12 on Amazon that had batteries included little led flashlights. They have a little lanyard. They're like, it's like five different colors and there's two of each color. And each one of my kids has one in their room. We also have another half a box of them sitting, sitting on a shelf, ready to go. If we need them, (coughs) there's all kinds of stuff that you can do, but you have to, prepare. You have to be prepared. Next, individual disasters are more likely to happen than global disasters. Keep that in mind. The individual disaster that's going to affect you alone, such as job loss, and no matter what anybody says, if you lose your job, that's a disaster. Depending on your if you're the sole income of the household, or your joint income, it's still going to be a disaster to a point because you're going to have at least a little bit of time where you're either going to have no paycheck or one paycheck. And for a lot of people, it's hard to survive off of even half of the income that you normally bring in. So prepare, be prepared for an individual disaster. That's more likely to happen to you than an asteroid hitting or a nuclear war. Also, a medical emergency. What if what if somebody in your household, your spouse, your child, somebody has to go to the ER and it's really bad, you have to stay at the ER. And are you ready to 
put your whole life on hold for however long they're in they're in the hospital because you may have to do that that's another example of an individual disaster that is more likely to hit you than an emp or even more likely to hit you than a financial collapse i mean i'm not saying that these other disasters aren't possible i'm just saying look at prepare for what is most likely to happen first start with individual disasters and work your way up and work don't skip over just start at the individual and work your way up um you have to prepare that's my next point you have to prep for the little stuff to be prepared for the big stuff don't skip don't be like oh our power grid is so vulnerable and and if you did the research you would know <laughs> but oh our our power grid is so vulnerable i got to rush out and buy you know a $12,000 solar solar array for my house but i'm not going to have 2 weeks worth of canned food in my pantry no don't skip steps start out small First thing you got to do is when you're getting into preparedness is use common sense. Mm-hmm. Use common sense, prepare with common sense. Start out little. If I mean I like to say that people that go into prepping with, you know, thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of excess money to put into preparedness. Yeah, that seems great. The problem with that is most of the time they go out and they waste so much of that money on stuff that is absolute junk instead of doing common sense stuff at first. And then they could have more of that common sense stuff and less of the junk and still probably have a lot more money left over where, Hey, they could go buy an underground bunker if they really wanted to and put all of it in there and live in there, but they're going to go out there and they're going to waste it on junk first. So use common sense when you start prepping. Um, number two, make lists, make lists, many lists and stay organized. That is the number one way to avoid wasting your time and money. I'm not going to say that I have not fallen into this trap before. I have, I have gone out there. I have bought, I know they say two is one and one is none, but sometimes you don't need five or six of something because you forgot that you already bought two or three of them. So yep. <laughs> make a list, make several lists, like, and just keep them, keep them around. Um, make a wish list of stuff that you would like. Even I'm not saying that just because you I'm not saying that just because you shouldn't go out there and, you know, buy a solar array that you don't have a solar array on a wish list someplace where after you get to that point, you can actually think about doing that. I mean, that would be an awesome thing to have is solar backup power for your whole house. But don't skip steps. Uh, Next, focus on the basics, not the fantasy. The 
the basics. Food, water, medical, sanitation, defense, uh, heating or energy, um, and uh, structure, uh, house, someplace to, someplace to infrastructure, someplace to be inside instead of outside of the elements. Um, focus on that stuff and not, oh, I got to have the awesomest bug out bag because when shit hits the fan, I'm moving to the, wo- I'm hiking out in the woods and going to live off the land because that's a fantasy. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> I mean, I don't care how badass of a survivalist you are. You aren't going to live out in the woods for, you know, years without some kind of infrastructure already set up out there. I mean, I'm not saying that you might not have a cabin out there, but at the same time, you aren't just going to go off on this fantasy on like a, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wesley James Rawls does the Patriots novel and, and that stuff where everything falls or, or one of my favorite fantasy novel or fantasy, uh, series is the going home series by angry American and stuff. Um, I mean, it's fantasy that that's the chances of that actually happening are, Minuscule. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, is there a chance that that an EMP might pop off? That a you know a the United States gets taken over by the UN? Yeah, very very small, tiny little chance. So don't prep for that. Focus on the basics first. Um, focus on thirty days. Focus on getting to that thirty days of having preps. That's 30 days of food, 30 days of water, 30 days of any medicines that you may need, uh, any medications, 30, 30 days of preparedness. Focus on getting to 30 days, 30 days of having excess funds that can pay for all of your expenses in your house, such as mortgage, insurance payments, all that for 30 days. Have that fund set aside because shit, shit hits a fan for an individual. All that stuff is still going to be there that you have to worry about. Shit hits the fan like financial collapse or something. They're probably going to try to go come after you for all of your, they're going to turn your fixed mortgage into a balloon payment. So keep that in mind. Focus on, I know Fiat dollars junk, but you need to have some cash on hand. Anyways, so 30 days, prep for 30 days. Once you get to 30 days, then try to get to 60 days. Once you get to 60 days, and you'll find that once you hit that 30 day mark, 60 days turns real easy. You get it, you get to 60 days a lot faster. Then once you get to 60 days, go for 90 days. Once you get to 90 days, technically, once you get to 90 days, you're pretty prepared for about 99% of things that, that you would have to worry about once you get to 90 days. But you know what? Go for a year if you want after that. 
go for however long you want. Um, but prepare, prepare and be prepared. And I will point out that weather is one of the easiest things that you can prepare for. Like this snowstorm that we got, this, I mean, Jack Spearco, he, he knew that this was coming. So he obviously had his list. He went through and got ready. We knew this snowstorm was coming. There were still people that were panic buying and everything else like the day before. I mean, it happens, but you know that it's coming. Tornadoes are a little bit harder. Tsunamis are a little bit harder, but there's still that chance in that time frame that something might happen. And meteorologists can look at the weather and go, you know, something funky is going to happen. Whether it's a tornado, whether it's a snowstorm, something's going to happen in this time frame. Prepare for it, and it's easy to. Once again, when you're prepared, there's a lot less stress. You know, when, when my daughter was born and we were in the hospital for two weeks with her because of some complications and stuff, I didn't have to worry about food. I didn't have to worry about water. Uh, house payments, taking two weeks off of work for all that, even though I wasn't getting any kind of any kind of reimbursement from work for it. No, because we were prepared. We had a stockpile of food. We had backup month back, backup funds ready. We paid all of our bills. We went to the hospital hospital every day with her and everything else, and that was one less stress, a huge stress that we didn't have to worry about. Because we had food to eat, we had water to drink, we had gas to get back and forth, we had money to pay all of our bills, and didn't have to worry about being having the repo man come and take anything from us or getting kicked out of our house. And it's because of preparedness. So, just keep that in mind. And, okay, off of, off of the heavy subject, going to move back into Herb of the Week. John, do you know what the herb of the week is this week? No. Okay. It is willow bark, as in the willow tree, as in weeping willows. I will bring up, and of course, I don't have <laughs> that already set up. There we go. Okay, there we go. The willow tree. Um, Now, the bark of the willow tree has been used for since ancient times as a painkiller and also for it, it's, um, uh, what is it? Anti-inflammatory, uh, properties. Um, it's been used for, uh, you know, used for painkillers for, uh, headaches. Um, also any pain associated with fevers, colds, um, flu symptoms, uh, back pain, lower back pain specifically. Um, I, I can't think of the German. There's, there's actually a German. Um, uh, Germany still has like an actual herbal medicine commission. Commun- I, I don't know what, what you'd call it, but anyways, uh, they still recommend it for uh, lower back pain and also arthritis. It's been used in studies for arthritis uh it has also been used in a study on uh 
what was it? It was patients that had gone through radiation treatment. They used it as a way of relieving dry mouth in the patients and everything, and it worked pretty well for it. Now, I think I've mentioned it in the past, but willow bark actually is the origin of aspirin itself. So it has mostly the same effects as aspirin, although uh, one thing is that it has been it has been known as being slightly safer than aspirin, just because um, it has like a slow release on the painkiller and 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 the effects and a longer lasting effect so you don't have like the the overdose factor that you i mean technically you could still overdose on it like aspirin but it's quite a bit harder to overdose on willow bark um now the the key the key things to willow bark as far as using it as an herbal remedy um is it's usually used as in a tea form or in a tincture form. And for those of you that are new to this tinctures, what a tincture is, is it's, it's an extract where generally what you do, what you would do is you take the willow bark, you'd put it in a jar, you'd soak it in like a 80 proof to a hundred proof, um, uh, alcohol, generally, uh, vodka is, is usually the, is usually the one used for it but uh you'd soak it in that for a few weeks and what that'll do is that will extract the the actual beneficial um factors out of the substance and then you strain off the actual bark itself out of the fluid and then you bottle up the tincture and generally you just have to you have to figure out what kind of dosage of drops What's up? We have a um, person watching uh, legalize, sorry, legalize weed. What about legalize weed? That is the person's handle. Oh, okay. Who yeah. has just started watching. Oh, well, welcome to the pod. Welcome to the episode. Um, too bad Alec isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so with, uh, the willow bark and everything, the tinctures, you'd have to play around with, uh, what kind of dosage you want to do. Um, like I said, you can technically overdose on, on willow bark, like you could aspirin. It's just, it's a lot harder. Um, it is recommended that if you do have an aspirin allergy that you avoid willow bark since, you know, aspirin is a derived product from willow bark. But um, for the most part, that that is it. Um, it's just something to have in your, you know, herbal medicine cabinet, I guess you could say. <laughs> so, yep. Um. And like I said, I, I got some, I got a new book for Christmas on uh, more herbal uh, medicines and everything. So I am coming back at the herbal, uh, the herb of the week segment quite heavy this year. Um, I sort of uh, 
you know, teased it uh, last week or, or the last episode or the week episode before that. Um, this year, I'm going to try to uh, possibly do a lot more uh, medicinal herbs uh, dried um, and maybe throw them up as available on the <clears throat> on the website for sale. Um, and things that I'm looking at right now is I probably peppermint, uh, lemon balm, uh, barberry, uh, elder, probably, uh, elder, um, products. I'm trying to think offhand, uh, maybe some rose. Uh, there's, there's a few other, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, playing around with some thyme and definitely some comfrey. I will definitely have comfrey and plantain available just because I got so much of that stuff. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> John, do you want a comfrey plant? I'll send you a comfrey plant. <laughs> I'll ask the wife. They tell her they, they are very beautiful flowers. They really are uh watch them because they will take over a big chunk of your yard real fast though <laughs> post the link in discord and i'll uh, show her okay yeah i'll 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 find a picture and throw it on throw it on the discord for or i'll just send you a picture of it in the text message anyways um but otherwise i don't got anything else for you guys tonight you got anything Nope. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, legalized weed, that you showed up so late to the live stream, but well, that's pretty much all we got for tonight. And uh, until next week, uh, make sure that any of you uh, watching, listening to the podcast, uh, feel free to follow us on social media, mostly Instagram, Twitter, uh, Noster, um trying to think do we do anything else uh or x it's i'm still gonna call it twitter okay john <laughs> still gonna call it twitter or or what's the new one uh zitter or something they they're they're putting uh they're taking the t out of twitter and just putting an x <laughs> that's that's what okay. i heard heard them referring to twitter as now or x <laughs> haven't Zitter? heard that one Zitter? <laughs> anyways um so follow us on our social media uh and also subscribe to our podcast in case we don't do a live stream generally we'll still have a podcast even if we aren't doing a live stream um when we are doing an episode anyways um and for that i generally recommend um fountain.fm for your podcast app so you can earn bitcoin while you listen uh oh i forgot also we got a new affiliate it is botanical and now i'm already screwing up uh it it'll be in it'll be on the pod it'll be in the link on the show notes um damn it john why am i i'm screwing up on this one um Hang on. On. I just posted it yesterday on uh, Botanical Interests. There we go. And they sell seeds, uh, mostly uh, 
heirloom seeds from what I can tell. I'm actually looking at their stuff and I'm looking at compiling a list to get some herbs and everything. I know I love victory seeds. That's that's like my favorite place to get seeds from and everything, but you know what? I'm going to give them a give these guys a chance too because they look like they have some pretty decent products also. They are based out of Colorado and uh, feel free to check out our, their prices are really good too. Um, especially from what I'm seeing as far as the quantity of seeds that they send out. Like, I, I can't remember what it, what it was I was looking at. It was, um, oh God, a type of snapdragon that my wife liked and everything. And I was looking and I'm like, it's like $3 for a pack of seeds and stuff. And I look and it's like approximately 4,000 seeds. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, yep, we'll be ordering that. <laughs> but, um, you'll so, have to make a post on Discord. Discord. Oh, it's on there. It's in the general. Yeah. I, that's, that's how I just went to, that's how I just oh. went. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, like I said, I posted yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I posted it on our discord, by the way, follow, join our discord server. So you can uh, join in on the conversations with us, um, including all of us, except for Alec. Cause Alec hardly ever does anything online that isn't on Twitter. So anyways, um, but, uh, I'm trying to think other than that, um, uh, keep your powder dry. Thank you.